Hi, let's talk about project management in healthcare, because better project management in healthcare results in better care. I am John Rafdiel and I am a project management professional at the Amsterdam University Medical Center. Find me at www.projectmanagementinhealthcare.org. Leading project management in healthcare. Our healthcare deserves not just any, but the best. Leading project management. Everyone benefits from this. Patients and clients, their environment, the millions of healthcare workers, and society as a whole. Everyone can contribute to this, from healthcare professionals to healthcare administrators. That is the central thought behind my recently published book that I have translated from Dutch to English with the help of JetGPT and Google Translate. And of which, in this podcast, I am reading out loud chapter 6, the final part, and the final chapter 7. I aim to provide you with practical tools, strategies, and ways of thinking, so you can immediately start making healthcare and its organization even better. Agile Techniques With healthcare professionals and organizations, and the current state of affairs surrounding project management in healthcare in mind, I have selected a number of agile techniques to explain in more detail. This will probably allow you to start working on projects a lot more nimbly right away. The three techniques I am about to mention give an impression of everything that comes under the heading of Agile. I mention these three because they are easy to use and you can try them out immediately in your projects and because they give a good idea of the complete Agile toolbox. MVP, Minimal Viable Product. Characteristic of an agile way of working is delivering something of value quickly in short cycles, in sprints or iterations. The idea behind this technique is that a minimal viable product is put into practice as quickly as possible during a project. This way, users on the workfloor can immediately benefit from it and provide feedback from the practical situation on what they may need more or differently. The more classic, so-called waterfall or incremental style of working is that end-user requirements are first inventorized, after which a design is developed, all parts are then built and tested on the workfloor, Ultimately, it is ready to be implemented and the original problem or chosen solution often turns out to be already outdated. Some project results do not lend themselves to being introduced directly onto the workfloor as a minimal viable product. For example, in a new hospital you cannot first deliver the operating room and then the reception. But in many other cases, something useful can be quickly presented to the end users for example, the improvement of a process. You can, of course, first map out the processes completely, draw up a new process, discover the differences, work on them and let the new process go live weeks, months or years later. You can also first map out the process roughly and or partially and then implement it in a simple, manageable way, improvement by improvement. Do that often enough and you'll have improved the entire process. 
benefiting from each improvement incrementally. This looks like continuous improvement, like lean. But the difference is that you don't just make small changes, you do this from a project perspective to thoroughly improve the entire process on a one-off basis. This way of working is especially useful if you don't yet know exactly what will ultimately help you on the workflow. And that is regularly the case in healthcare practice. It is not always possible to determine in advance exactly what the problem is and which solution will work sufficiently. These techniques help you discover what works on the go, on the fly. Kanban. Some healthcare organizations and healthcare professionals are already particularly adept at continuous improvement using Lean. Lean is an agile method, or in other words, a collection of coherent, mostly agile techniques. Perhaps the most well-known Lean technique is Kanban. This technique is very useful for project managers. Kanban is originally a Japanese word, like many other Lean terms. Loosely translated, Kanban simply means planning board. In essence, it's a way to keep an overview of the work, for example, activities in the context of a project. The most rudimentary form of a Kanban consists of three planes. The middle strip shows what work is in progress. The left strip shows what needs to be started. And the right ship strip shows what has already been completed. You can vary this endlessly. For example, it may be useful to divide the work that is currently being done into design, build and test. To do this, draw a horizontal stripe in the middle. What can be useful is to draw horizontal lines with activities of specific teams in each bar. I personally like to use Kanban to sketch an initial rough schedule of a project and determine the critical path. The critical path consists of the activities that must be done in a certain order. If one of these runs late, it will cause delays for all subsequent activities and therefore possibly for the entire project. As a project manager, you mainly need to monitor the activities on the critical path. You can clearly display this path on a Kanban. You can hang a Kanban somewhere on the wall. This way you can regularly meet with those involved and discuss progress. You can also create a Kanban in PowerPoint or Visio. An online collaboration application such as Trello also facilitates the creation of a Kanban. But be careful. Because such software applications promote all kinds of features, functionalities, and if you use too much of those, it quickly becomes too complicated. The power of the Kanban technique lies mainly in its simplicity. If you make it too beautiful and extensive, you lose the overview again. A Kanban can also be used in combination with a project canvas. The canvas shows the overview of the entire project and the Kanban shows the work that goes with it. In fact, the beating heart of a project portfolio canvas is a Kanban, showing all projects that are in the pipeline, that are being worked on and that have been completed. Just like the project canvas, a Kanban fits in with the daily way of working, 
you create an overview in a simple way. A project benefits more from being able to see at glance what needs to be done, what is being done, and what has been completed, than from an overcomplete written plan. Moscow. A particularly handy and valuable technique is the Moscow technique. This technique is much older than Agile, but it has resurfaced as an Agile technique. Moscow is a playful abbreviation for must-haves, should-haves, could-haves, and won't-haves. In other words, things that should be done, that are desirable, that could be done, and that we are not doing now. It is a technique to determine, for example, which results a particular project must really deliver, which results are also desirable, what would also be nice, and what is not necessary. By distinguishing between the results in this way, it is clear what really needs to be present at the end of the project to be considered a success, what can possibly be included, and, importantly, what is explicitly not included in the project. Discussions about the intended project results are often difficult. It is also not easy to, to determine a with a group of people what really needs to be done, what are side issues and what is interesting but not for now. Moscow helps to structure the discussion about the project results. You can also use this technique to prioritize projects in a project portfolio. For example, the must-have projects are the projects that really need to be completed this year. These are probably at least the compliance projects and the projects for the continuity of the business operations. On the should, you list the projects that are also important, but if they do not get off the ground, there's nothing to lose. At could, you post the projects that, if possible, they would be nice to do. The won't category is for projects that are interesting in themselves and for which there may one day be time and money, but not now. For further reading on Agile, I suggest you start with the Agile Manifesto. Find this at agilemanifesto.org. But first, I've told you before about Magic Mind. That is not just another energy drink. There's real science behind it. Check out the book Beyond Coffee by James Bechara, the founder of Magic Mind. One of the main ingredients is matcha, a healthy alternative for coffee. Magic Mind helped me find the energy and focus to sit behind a microphone and read my book. Do try it for yourself and see how it benefits you and your projects. You can get Magic Mind at magicmind.com slash projectmanagement. And with our code PMNHC20, you also get up to 56% off your first subscription or 20% off your one-time purchase. Find this information in our show notes. Chapter 7. Continuous Improvement Great things do not happen by impulse alone, but are a succession of small things that are connected. Vincent van Gogh Introduction Making project management leading is not a one-time action, but is about continuous improvement. For example, 
project management is improved by the introduction of project portfolio management and a project canvas. It only becomes leading if you work continuously and structured on improvement. Our care also has not automatically become leading. This is the result of an unrelenting desire to always provide better care. Leading project management requires similar passion and dedication. Six-step development approach. In principle, continuous improvement always comes down to using the PDCA cycle, the Deming cycle, plan, do, check, act, which is now well known to most people. In practice, I use a more elaborated version of this cycle, namely the six-step development approach. This working method boils down to six actions. 1. Discovering areas for improvement. 2. Organizing everyone involved. 3. Designing solutions. 4. Entrepreneurship doing. 5. Overcoming resistance. 6. Harvesting the benefits and celebrating. To improve project management, the process using this technique looks as follows. 1. Discover what can be improved in the field of project management at your organization. 2. Organize a team of people who understand the business and who are responsible for it in the organization. 3. Together with those people, design possible improvements and ways to achieve them. 4. Take the actions and or initiate the projects to realize the improvements. 5. Overcome any resistance to the changes so that the improvements really stick. 6. Reap the sown and grown improvements. This approach supplements the PDCA cycle on three aspects, which are extra important for the improvement of project management in healthcare organizations. Involving the right people, securing results in practice, emphasizing the benefits. Concerning involving the right people. If you have discovered what can be improved in the field of project management in healthcare, you would do well not to immediately design solutions. It would be wiser to first organize things in the sense of finding out who you want and need to involve in the design and perhaps also in the further improvement process. An improvement process also runs more smoothly if you make agreements in advance about the roles, tasks and responsibilities. Concerning securing the results. An old Japanese saying is, fasten your helmet after the battle. That may sound a bit negative, but in practice it sometimes feels like a struggle to actually implement an improvement. For example, designing a new process or purchasing and setting up a new system can be done relatively quickly. But before everyone actually follows that process or uses the new system, it is generally necessary to overcome resistance. Consider it a phase in the improvement process, because you can count on encountering at least some resistance. Concerning emphasizing the benefits. With the step I call harvesting, I mean two things. 
reaping the benefits of a successful project and celebrating it. For example, if an improvement in project management results in structural time savings, because, for example, fewer steering committees are needed, then consciously do something with the time won. It is very easy to let the time savings disappear into a big pile. However, you can also agree that this time saving will benefit, for example, personal development for project managers, employees, or benefit clients. Or you can spend the extra time on some extra rest. In addition, healthcare organizations regularly forget to celebrate the harvest, that is, a successful improvement. Harvest festivals are timeless and they exist for a reason. Reflecting on successes confirms, among other things, that the results achieved are of value, that another step in the right direction has been taken, and these are moments to recharge. Celebrations don't have to be big. Taking a moment for a shared cake or ice cream is what already makes a difference. In conclusion, this approach to continuous improvement in combination with the project and project portfolio canvases is an example of how you can shape your trajectory to leading project management in your healthcare organization. But the most important thing is not how, but that you continue to work continuously and structured on improving project management. I wish you a flying start and all the best with this. Take good care of your projects. That's it. All the texts of my booklet on project management in healthcare. That is, all the published texts. During the writing process, I chose to leave out a lot to make the book short and thereby more accessible. Currently, I'm editing some of the leftover texts, especially texts on soft skills for project managers, project portfolio governance and project portfolio value enhancement. I'll keep you posted on how that progress goes. I'm sorry this podcast format doesn't allow for showing you the pictures and diagrams in my book. If you want an impression of those, check out www.nzpm.nl. That is the website of the project aimed at developing the Dutch Project Management for Healthcare methodology. The website contains some free to download PowerPoints with some of the tools I mentioned. Everything is in Dutch, but with a little help of Google Translate, you will get it. And lastly, feel free to reach out. I love talking about project management in healthcare, and I would love to hear your thoughts on and about your struggles with and successes with this subject. You can find me at www.projectmanagementinhealthcare.org. Take care of your projects. That's it for now. Find more information and podcasts at www.projectmanagementinhealthcare.org Take care and keep your projects healthy.